everyone. Welcome to the show. I wanted to talk a little bit about some of the Star Wars streaming that we're getting this year. But particularly with The Mandalorian um, in less than two weeks, I believe. So join me and we'll discuss. Hello, everyone. My name is Brennan Marr. That noise you're hearing is my ventilator, and welcome. Welcome, indeed, to One of the Force. Presented by Page Turners, they were not my Star Wars podcast. Um, well, folks, we are less than two weeks away from Mandalorian Season 3. Truth be told, um, there was the article in Empire Magazine, there was the trailer, um, and many other things uh, promoting The Mandalorian Season 3. And in all honesty, I have not devoted a lot of time to it. I've seen the trailer once. I've not read anything in the Empire magazine or looked at any of the pictures. So I'm in the dark, and I kind of like that. Because then it means that I can just kind of go into it without really knowing what to expect. Um, and it's Marvelous. It's a wonderful time. Wonderful time indeed. So, Mandalorian Season 3. Well, the trailer seems to suggest that Mando... is going to go to the planet of Mandalore to try to redeem himself in the eyes of the children of the watch, you know, his weird cult that he belongs to. And I wonder, and I can't remember who it was, I think it might have been Odie, a friend of the show, Odie, who said, or somebody like that said something to the effect of what if he goes starts to go on that journey of redeeming himself only to discover and finally put his foot down and say the children of the watch is nonsense i'm not going to be part of that anymore i don't know i mean is he going to finally say no i'm tired of being part of this cult you know, and, and take his first step into a larger world. I don't know. It's an interesting thought. Uh, and what is his relationship to Bo-Katan? Bo-Katan is the ruler of Mandalore. Or, well, again, her sister ruled Mandalore. And then later during the Galactic Civil War, 
Bokatan received the Darksaber and became Mandalore, the leader of the Mandalorians. Obviously, we see with like the children of the Watch that when the Empire devastated Mandalore, some of the more fundamentalist Mandalorians blamed Bo-Katan because she didn't win the Darksaber in combat. She was given it. And they blame her and said, that's why our society is ruined. Is because she made that choice. To take the Darksaber instead of fighting for it. Which is probably why when Moff Gideon points it out, that, oh no, she's going to fight you for it, Mando. I think that was him sticking the knife in and twisting it by saying, okay, Bill Katan, if you want people to believe in you, you have to do it by the rules. You know, I think that's really what it's all about is even she's like, I got to do it the right way. People are going to blame me again. So what is the relationship between Din Djarin, the Mandalorian, and Bo-Katan? Are they enemies? Are they friends? Are they allies? Is Bo-Katan going to turn into da- Daenerys Targaryen and go crazy and become a psycho-hungry for power? And where's Grogu fit in all this? You know, these are big questions that I don't know the answer. I don't want to read too much into the trailers because I want to be legitimately surprised. So I will say that some of the visuals in the trailer, particularly getting to see the Mandalorian drop ships, the gauntlet class fighters, really cool. And of course, more Mandalorians. And that's awesome. So, you know, I don't know. We're coming close. We're coming close. One thing I just want to say before we take a break. And I feel that I I really need to say this. The length of the episodes is immaterial. It doesn't matter how long it is, how short it is. If the episode tells the story it needs to, then that's all it needs. And the reason I'm saying that is I have heard some people complaining that the episodes are too short. But as I say, if the story is told right, it does not matter how long the episodes are. Okay, I will get off my soapbox now. We're going to take a quick break to hear about our sponsor. When we come back, let's talk about what else is coming out this year. See you in a minute. Okay, we're back. Uh, We do not have official release dates. But supposedly this year, We'll be getting the Acolyte and Skeleton Crew and the Ahsoka series. Um, we don't have the dates yet. 
Uh, but like I said, we have the Ahsoka series, which is essentially a Rebels sequel. Essentially. You know, Ahsoka Tano and Sabine Wren searching for Ezra Ridger and Grand Admiral Thrawn as was set up at the end of Star Wars Rebels. Of course, Dave Filoni, who was the showrunner of Rebels, is the showrunner of, you know, Mandalorian and Andor. Not Andor. Mandalorian, Ahsoka. Um, I think the Ahsoka series is Dave Filoni's series. I think Mandalorian is Filoni and John Favreau. But I think, this is just a guess, that the Ahsoka series is in the purview of Dave Filoni, which makes sense, because he co-created the character and was the showrunner of Clone Wars and Rebels and will continue the story of Ahsoka Tano. May I add that the episode in which she appeared the Jedi in season two of The Mandalorian might be one of the best episodes of Star Wars in the sense that you're watching it. It is a Sergio Leone Western and an Akira Kurosawa Samurai Tale. That's what it plays like visually and aesthetically. Uh, visually, if you watch a lot of the films of Akira Kurosawa, you'll get these long moments of silence where, like, you know, the wind's blowing. You know, there's constant movement of some sort to make the image interesting. Sergio Leone, the great spaghetti western director, did the same thing. And the episode, The Jedi, is borrowing heavily. And that was when Dave Filoni really showed that he could be a good director. So hopefully, I don't know who's directing the Ahsoka series, but he's the showrunner. I'm excited and hopefully it pays off. And I think it will. And I think Natasha Liu Borodito is a great choice to play Sabine. Okay, we have that. We have possibly the Acolyte. Now, I talked about the Acolyte in my other shows, so I won't get into too much here, other than it's set at the end of the High Republic, which is really cool visually, and Mystery About the Dark Side, starring some marvelous actors. The lead actor from Squid Game, whose name I cannot recall on the top of my head. Daphne Keene, aka um, in, well, in Logan, the um, X-23, is that the, is that the character? I forget. Um, Carrie Ann Moss, and um, so on and so forth. 
so that's an exciting idea. The time period and the general idea of it. And like I said, it is being filmed. It's possible it might come out next year. But it was being filmed earlier this year. Last year, actually. Um, then, of course, we get Skeleton Crew. Now, there is a report going around that it is actually done being filmed. Now, I don't know if that report is true. If it is, they're doing a good job keeping it under wraps. Jude Law is the only cast member they've announced, and here's the synopsis. Skeleton Crew tells the story of four kids who find themselves lost in the vastness of the galaxy trying to find their way home. The um, showrunner is John Watts, who has directed the Tom Holland Spider-Man movies. John Watts says it's the story of their journey trying to find their way home. It stars four kids, but it is not a kid's show. Uh, those were his words. And I think the word going around when they started making this is uh, that it is a sort of a Stranger Things meets Star Wars. And honest truth, sign me up for that. So, we're also going to get a second season of Visions. This time, instead of just being Japanese animators, it will be animation companies from all over the world. Um, that's coming out soon. I forget the exact date. And then we have Star Wars Young Jedi Adventures, which will come out on May 4th. Now, it's a High Republic era animated series made primarily for preschoolers. Preschoolers, grade schoolers, family show, um, which is exciting. There's a uh, Jedi that looks like a koala. His name is Nubs, who everybody on the internet apparently is falling in love with. So that comes out on May the 4th. And let's see. Vision Season 2 will come out on May the 4th as well. So, it's 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 an embarrassment of riches. Quote Robert Meyer Burnett. And it's an exciting time. And I honestly can't wait. I want it all. I want it all. And I know that now that Andor has come out, that there are, is going to be some unfavorable comparisons people will make saying things about these new shows or returning shows, such as, oh, it's not as good as Andor. Oh, man, why can't Mandalorian have better writing like Andor? Yeah, we're going to hear those kind of things. But you know what? 
drown out those voices, my friends. If you'd like it, say it loud and proud. So those are my thoughts. That's just kind of a general idea of what we're getting. Um, and it should be interesting to see where it goes. Thank you for tuning in. My name is Brendan Marr. Some noise you're hearing is my ventilator. And thank you for tuning in to One with the Horse. Presented by Page Turners. They were not my Star Wars podcast. May the Force be with you.